Hey everybody, welcome to What's the Bible Say? We are so glad that you've joined us here today on our fourth episode of our mini-series, Stuff People Say. Well, today's cliche is kind of a, a popular one. You hear it a lot in Christian circles and non-Christian circles alike. And maybe you hear your brothers and sisters in Christ, they'll say something like, you just need to name it and claim it, sister. Mm -hmm. Or perhaps you'll hear them decree it and declare it. And in other circles, you're going to hear something like this. If you visualize it, you will materialize it. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to take a look, a deep dive into this whole name it and claim it ideology or philosophy. We're going to go back and do a little bit of a history lesson, a little backstory on where it came from so that we get a little foundation to it. And then we're going to do a deep dive in scripture and, and discover the three questions that we always go through. And that is, What's the Bible say about it? Why does it really matter? And how can we apply what we learn to our lives? Yeah, I'm super curious about the origin of this. Uh, I think it's important to look back and see how did this even start? Because that phrase is not in the scripture. I'm not certain where it came from. It was attributed to a man named E.W. Kenyon. Who, who was actually a Baptist preacher and a Methodist preacher. And a few other things <laughs> out there things. too. Um, but he studied this um, metaphysical new thought alongside mm -hmm. of Phineas Quimby. It was also known as mind science. Mm -hmm. And Phineas Quimby was a folk healer. He was a mentalist. And, and so here you have E.W. Kenyon. He's coming alongside of him. And, and he, he combines what he hears in this word of faith movement, some Pentecostalism. He takes little bits and pieces of the holiness movement, the faith cure movements of the 20th century. And he kind of combines them all together. And that's where you get the prosperity gospel and the whole name it and claim it philosophy. Which I found interesting that it's not necessarily a denomination. It's like little, like different, like not all Pentecostals are name it, claim it. Not all. It's it's kind of like this widespread that infiltrates all different kind of denominations. It does. And I, and, and it's familiar to me um, in the sense that when we went to the mission field, we saw a lot of that where mm -hmm. you have Christian denominations, but, but they were teaching that were filtering into other kind of kind of practices yes. not even denominations they were in different practices and so here you have truth and error mixed and we've already learned that a little bit of error with a whole lot of truth still makes error yes I remember that um, visually you used a little drop that was really good here are some other ways that it's it's been described you may have heard this positive confession, which by definition is a belief that if a believer speaks spiritual or faith-filled words, then they can have what they what he says. Mm. It's also been known as speaking things into existence or creating your own reality. And before we go any further, I just want to say today we're going to be discussing a prayer style because that's actually what this is. But we want to say that we, Stephanie and I, absolutely believe in prayer. Absolutely. We absolutely believe in going boldly before the throne of grace. Because we believe in the Word of God because and what the Word of the God word. teaches us. And we believe that you can ask for those mountains and those miracles. But, um, and, and I love what uh, missionary William Carey says. I know this is one of your favorite it, quotes. It is. It's one of my favorite quotes, for sure. Uh, expect great things from God. Attempt great things from God. And, and to that we say, amen, amen, amen. But 
there's a problem with the name it claim it idea and the primary issue with that is that it shifts our theology from focusing to to focusing on ourselves mm -hmm. what we want yes. what we can do with right. the power of our words and with our faith instead of focusing on God on his glory and our submission to his sovereignty which is huge because instead of trusting God it becomes a way that we can control God you mm -hmm. know like our words have a way to manipulate God's word and God's um, God's response to the words that we're speaking out like name it and claim it or we're decreeing it and declare it like we're taking a position of authority that's not mm -hmm. ours to have yeah to declare something one author put it like this he said at its best, this teaching comes from the misinterpretation and the misunderstanding of some scriptures. And at its worst, mm. it's completely heretical, wow. which is a really strong statement. It, it's very strong, but it's very true. Yeah. Sadly true. And, and I think we need to acknowledge the fact that they use specific passages in scripture mm -hmm. to kind of support this name it and claim it which mindset. Which can be confusing. It can be confusing, especially if you're a new believer and you're like, you know, but but the, this verse says, so what we're yeah. going to do is kind of walk through this a little bit. Um, so which ones do they use? They use like Matthew chapter 17, verses 19 mm -hmm. through 21, when um, the, the disciples tried to unsuccessfully cast out the demon. They use um, Mark 11, um, verse, um, excuse me, verses 20 through 24. And in there, Jesus cursed the unproductive fig tree and they used him because in both cases, Jesus himself said, if you had faith, you could move mountains. Mm. And they, they use a ton of other verses. There's, there's probably three or four specifically. I don't say a ton, but they don't use a ton. They use several. Um, John 14, John 15, and John 16. They tell us that in those verses, Jesus tells us that whatever we ask in Jesus' name, it will be given to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a quick read of these passages may lead us to someone to embrace this name it, claim it ideology, but remember that the Bible calls for more than just a simple reading of his word. We're called to study the scriptures and to interpret scripture based on other scriptures, and um, that's really, really important. So Praying in Jesus' name, this is what it does not mean. It does not, it's not some kind of magical tagline. And God's not some genie in a bottle that we can just, you know, be that he is subject to every whim and wish that we might have. So, but what it does mean when we pray in Jesus' name, it means that we're praying based on his authority, on our Yes. The fact that we can go to the Father through Jesus because of his sacrifice that he gave for us. And we're praying according to his will and for his glory. That's a big difference. That's that's a, a big shift from name it and claim it, what I want, I'm going to get, kind of yeah. decree it and declare it for sure. And so, so what we're going to do is we're going to look a little bit deeper in Scripture. We're going to find out what the Bible says because, yes, we absolutely not just believe that we're called to pray. The Bible teaches us because because we can stand here or sit here, <laughs> we're sitting <laughs> sit. here um, right now and just just kind of confess to you. It doesn't really matter what we believe. <laughs> right. It matters what Scripture says, and that's true not only for us, but that's true for you as well. And so, what does the Bible say is the reason that we named it this? Because we can think a lot of things, but what does Scripture say? First John, chapter five, verses fourteen through fifteen, it says, "And this is the confidence that we have toward Him that if we ask anything 
according to his will. And I think we need to highlight that according to his Key will. Grace. Yeah, because if, that's when he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that he has the request of that which we have asked of him. So our confidence is that we pray according to mm-hmm. his will. And then John 14, verses 13 and 14 says, Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. And here we find the why behind the what, the purpose behind the plan. He says that, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So the purpose in prayer is that our Heavenly Father is glorified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And prayer also has a condition. Yes. It says in John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will and it will be done to you. So when we're abiding in Christ and God's word is abiding in us, that is a condition to prayer. Prayer also has a hindrance. Um, This one, James 4, 3 says, you ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss mm. that you may consume it upon your lust or spend it on your pleasures. So a lot of times we're not asking according to his will and we're not praying from a place of abiding in Christ or his word. We're just praying selfish prayers. Mm. So that that is another reason why sometimes we don't get what we want <laughs> or what we pray for. Um, because... Yeah. And and by all means, you can ask Jesus for things. You can ask him for anything. Well, I'm getting to that. Actually, that is the next point right here, that Jesus is our example. And Luke 22, 42. Okay, this passage is when Jesus is in the garden right before he's going to be crucified. And he prays to the Father. He says, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. This, I love this verse. This is a verse I use all the time when Mm -hmm. I'm praying because, okay, we all know Jesus knew why he was here. He was here to, to die for us, but he still asked God, if it's possible, could you please not let this happen? And then he said, but not my will, but yours be done. So by all means, ask him. But just remember that um, we need to do it with the idea that whatever God's will is. I, I love this quote. And it says, God's will, exactly what I would choose if I knew all the facts. So while name it and claim it is super popular and it's something that even sounds noble sometimes, yeah, it's just not biblical. And that's the sad part about it. So what we really need to do is we need to kind of drop back and look at why this really matters yeah, and yeah. how to apply Good what point. we learn to our lives. And so I think about other than the primary issue at hand, which is it's teaching something contrary to scripture. Mm-hmm. And it's really this misguided dependency on and trust in ourselves yeah. and our own faith and our own words instead of trusting God. And and so what I see happening is it creates this plethora of problems yes. for those who do believe it, um, who sincerely believe, mm-hmm. oh, but, you know, if I just pray this, you know, then God's going to do that. Mm-hmm. What happens is, you know, if you're a young believer or if you're even a seasoned believer who's kind of just really desperate for God to show up and yes. do something, what happens, you begin to pray for God to move those mountains and and. And we ask God and we say, we're praying in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we're believing God that if I have enough faith to make this happen, that, that these 
these obstacles, these mountains will just move away. If, if I have mustard seed faith, just a grain of a mustard seed, then maybe my loved one will be healed, right? Or or maybe you're praying in faith by, in Jesus' name that, that God will answer whatever your prayer is yeah. with a resounding yes. And and, yes. and you're struggling for God. Yeah. You know, you're, you're desperate for God to show up and do something. And I can tell you, I, this has been me. Mm-hmm. I have been here. I um, Some of you know that I... All I wanted to be was a wife and a mother. And God never chose to give me children. And I would pray. I would fast. I would just, like, if I, and and I've heard throughout my life, you know, you just need enough, enough faith, Rebecca, and God's going to give it's a. It was a good thing that I was praying for. And it's a godly so, thing. Yeah, you think something's wrong with you. Yes, and then I wonder, like, what's wrong with me? And I, and it is, it's like, so, like, God, are you not hearing me or whatever? But Thankfully, I, I, I'm I thankful that there was balance in my life yeah. because I wasn't actually directly taught this. But I did misinterpret a lot of the scriptures mm-hmm. myself. But thankfully, through God's Holy Spirit and through being in His Word and getting to know His heart, He did answer my prayer, but He answered it with no. And um, th- there's a lot of things, and I already said the quote about knowing God's will is exactly what you would choose if you knew all the facts. Well, I don't know all the facts, but God does. And that's where I rest in that. But there are so many people that are devastated mm-hmm. because God didn't come through. That right. That's how they look at it. Yeah. And that's how I, I wanted to look at it that way. But thankfully, God spared me from that so that I'm not disillusioned about prayer or about Him. And um, because that is the danger. That is. A, a, That's why it matters. It what does you believe. matter. It matters what you believe, and it and it matters that you rightly divide the word of truth. Not just because we need to know stuff, but so that that stuff is real to us yeah. in those moments when we need it most in and, real life. And I think that we need to understand too that God's love for us, His His no is just as much a demonstration mm-hmm. as His of his love for us as his yeses. And, yeah. and when when things like that happen and we're praying for stuff and God doesn't show up like we think he should or, and he doesn't do what we think he should do, those prayers of faith in Jesus' name that we're praying, mm-hmm. we do become disillusioned. Yes. We we wonder where God is. We wonder why he didn't answer our prayer. Yes, it's our faith not enough. Mm-hmm. And we question God's word. Especially when he answered other people. And by the way, if you are someone who is wanting to have a baby, Pray about it. Don't not pray because God does answer that prayer sometimes yeah. in a yes. <laughs> in a yes. So I'm not saying don't pray about that, but you're right. People get disillusioned and it's it's really, they question everything. Yeah, and Rebecca's not saying don't pray for sure. Yeah. But what she is saying is that you learn to rest in the mm. sovereignty of God's choice for you because yeah. it is what you would choose if you did know all the facts. Right. Right. So, you know, and, and I have a problem with this because I've heard it before and um, it's happened to me when I was praying for something that um, that you don't have enough faith. Somebody mm. tells you, you know, well, if you just had a little bit more faith, did that happen to you when you yes. went through that? Yes. And so, so you end up basically on this roller coaster ride of emotion-based um, results-oriented faith that ultimately isn't faith at all. That's a good point. That is not faith. It, it takes you like this. You go, yeah. like, yes, I believe. No, I don't. You know, like, where are you, God? Wow, oh, oh I've got faith, like, you know, to, to move mountains. No, where are you? Yeah, yeah. So really, true faith-based prayer 
is focused on God, mm -hmm. on submitting to his yes. will for, and for God's glory. Um, it's not our faith, but the object of our faith that moves mountains. And it's I think not that's powerful. Yes. It's the object of our I'm faith. I'm going to say that again. It's not our faith, but the object of our faith yes. that moves mountains. It's not our words, but his word that is the foundation of what we pray for and how we pray. And it's not about us getting things from God, right. but it's about us getting to the heart of God to I, hear for him to listen to what he has to say about who or whatever we're praying about. Which reminds me of a quote by Oswald Chambers, who is one of my favorite people. I love, I love Oswald <laughs> Chambers. And I love quotes. I'm a quote girl. Um, but he says, we look upon prayer simply as a means of getting things for ourselves. Mm. But the biblical purpose of prayer is that we may get to know God himself. Mm, that's good. That's good. So basically, that's the short answer of why it matters. But the best way, let's talk about how we can apply it to our lives. So we're just going to give you three things really quickly. First thing, be a cautious listener. Yeah, because not everything a preacher says or a well-meaning Christian brother or sister says um is biblically true. Yeah. It might sound biblical, kind of like the name it and claim it sounds biblical. They might even have a verse, but it doesn't mean that it is. So that whole yeah. rightly dividing of the word of truth is really important. Which brings us to the second one is to be a diligent studier yeah. of the word. Yeah, filter everything through the word of God, through an in-depth precept upon precept, original language, um, filtering it con contextually in yeah. scripture, Comparing Study. scriptures with scripture. Yeah, yeah, because you can kind of go way off if you just pick a verse out of context yeah. and make that kind of your foundation for a whole doctrine or of something you believe in. Right. Which, by the way, we have some resources online for you um, that, that kind of give you some different tools and resources to help you dive deeper as well. Yeah, so take advantage of those if you can. And then our third one is to be a faithful prayer warrior. Oh, please, don't stop praying. You keep praying, and, and it's okay to pray in faith. It's okay to believe God for the impossible, right? That's right, because God absolutely wants us to pray. And he wants us to step out in faith. He wants us to believe him for more. He wants us to pray for those miracles, for those mountains to be moved. And ultimately, um, it comes down to the bottom line is what you said earlier, Rebecca. You just have to trust him for the results, that he mm -hmm. knows better than you what's best for you. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you've believed this name it and claim it idea or you've struggled with this in the past or maybe you're struggling with it now, maybe you're in the middle of something you're praying for and you're, you're desperate for God to show up, do not stop praying in faith. Just remember Absolutely. that your faith is not in your faith. It has to be like in the that. object of your faith and it's God who moves those mountains, not the words that we have. And so um, basically, let's go over the three or the prerequisites for prayer, there's actually four. Um, one is abide in the Lord. If you abide in Him, that, that's where it comes from, that abiding relationship. Two, glorify the Lord. Make sure you're seeking to pray for His glory, um, what would glorify Him in the end result, according to His will. You know, that that's kind of what it means by in Jesus' name, according to His will, and that you trust Him for the outcome. That's really some of the hardest, um, I guess, where the the rubber meets the road hardest parts is trusting him even when he says no, like he did in your case and your circumstance that you, yes. you mentioned earlier. And ultimately to just trust him with the outcome, which is the hardest part. 
Yes, it is. But he, we can trust him. He promised us that. Yes. Well, that was a lot, I know. But um, if you appreciated what you heard today, or if you know someone that you think would benefit from this, then please, by all means, share this episode and be sure to subscribe to our channels. Um, we're on YouTube and um, at What's the Bible Say, um, Apple Podcasts, and um, Spotify. So please be sure to subscribe. And we would love if you would write a review. That would yeah, really that would help us a lot. But we also would love to connect with you. Mm -hmm. So you can find us on our Facebook page at What's the Bible Say. If you have any questions or any ideas for us, we would love to hear them and just to know who you are. And of course, we have our website at whatsthebiblesay.org. And um, very, like Stephanie said earlier, you can find resources on there and other things that may help you or encourage you and um, get to know us a little bit better. Thank you so much for joining us at What's the Bible Say? And I want to leave you with this verse, one of my favorite passages. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen.